0: Welcome to the Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams, and I want to thank you, as always, for joining us on the Broadcaster Podcast. We're going to wrap up this week's programs with a message for marriage, but one that's geared to the husbands out there and how we can raise the bar when it comes to leading our wife, our marriage, and our family. This is not for the faint of heart and likely not going to be in line with what you've maybe heard to some degree and even more so with what you've seen. Uh, we're going to talk about real leadership, sacrificial servant leadership. That's quite different than the world's idea of leadership. We've talked to a great extent on the authority of love about this issue of authority and leadership and how in Christ's kingdom, it's always and only rooted in love. Now, if you go back, you can go back and pick up our uh, previous messages this week on WJMM.com. Go to the podcast tab and Uh, click on the Love and Lordship links. You get today's message and the previous two if you're not listening to us on WJMM 99.1 FM, Central Kentucky's Christian Radio. Uh, You can also go to loveandlordship.com, loveandlordship.com and you'll find uh, numerous videos and podcasts um, and they'll take you to our Vimeo page and our Podbean page where you can do that. You can even find articles um, where you'll uh, can read a lot more on this and find uh, scripture links that are, I'm sorry, scripture text that are linked there. So I uh, appreciate you listening. And if you find it interesting, or if you have questions, contact me at loveandworship@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And if you find it helpful, share it with your family and friends and others. Uh, maybe it'll help them out too. As I said, we're talking about real leadership, sacrificial servant leadership, and that's the name of our uh, message today, sacrificial leadership, and the subtitle is The Last Parachute. And the text is taken from Paul's great treatise on marriage, particularly to us as men and husbands, Ephesians 5, 23 through 30. Now, the story I'm going to share with you about the last parachute has been told many times to illustrate what it means to lay down your life for another, and in particular, men, husbands, for your wife. The plane was eerily silent as he tightened the final strap on his wife's parachute. Their single-engine Cessna was losing altitude rapidly. All he could hear was the howl of the wind outside, the creaking of metal, and his wife's breath, rapid, intense breath. She was terrified. I love you, he whispered, his hands on her shoulders. He felt her begin to relax in his calm, steady grip. Okay, now let me help you with your chute, she said, as he turned to open the plane door. He had placed the chute on her back, tightened the cinches, and made sure everything was secure. He knew it would work because he's the one who had packed it Then with a kiss on her head and without another word, she felt his powerful hands give her a firm but gentle push, and out she went the plane door into the open sky. She would later learn that there had only been one parachute. It was the last parachute, and he had placed it on her. I ask this question with every men's group, every husband or soon-to-be husband, as well as in every marriage conference that I do or event. How many of you husbands would take a bullet for your wife? Within a few brief seconds, every man's hand in the room will go up. Even if there is some reluctance, all the hands will eventually shoot up. I then ask if any of the couples had, have had one or more arguments in the last month. Um, the last week. What about even that morning? To which usually by that time, more than 50%, likely 75% or more of the hands will be extended upward once again. Of course, they will die for their wife because they are honorable men and honorable men do such things. If we ever cease to get these responses, we are in dire trouble. Yeah, you can ask any husband if he would be willing to die to save his wife, and most, nearly all, would say yes without a second thought. This form of heroism is often seen as the ultimate expression of love, the stuff of songs, movies, poems, and legends. Here's the difficult part when it comes to the spiritual truth, and this is where we need to dig in and go deep and live accordingly. In a lot of ways, Dying for your wife is easier than living for her. And yet that's exactly what we're called to do as husbands that represent Christ and lead our marriage, our wife, and our family accordingly. When Jesus chose to sacrifice himself for the church, his bride, he set the standard for husbands everywhere. Through his journey to the cross, he showed us how to, one, serve others, John 13, 1-17. We've talked about that many times on The Authority of Love. Go back and check it out. Number two, how to swallow our pride, Matthew 27, 27-31, when he was wrongly accused and spit upon and beaten and mocked and everything else. Number three, give up our rights, our goals, and our dreams to place our wives first, Philippians 2, 3-8. through 8. And number four, do something that we don't want to do for the sake of our wife. Luke twenty-two forty-two. 42. By nature, folks, I've asked this before. How many of you were born selfless? No hands should be up. Mine just went down. <laughs> By nature, we are selfish creatures. We work hard to safeguard our rights, and we'd much rather have others serve us. So how can a husband love his wife like Christ loved the church? When Christ endured the humiliation of the cross, he wanted to wash us, to make us holy and without blemish. As husbands, that's what we're called to do, and we need to be similarly motivated. Without such purpose, the nobility of our self-sacrifice is lost. When the betterment of our wife is the goal, a husband can more easily decide when to give in, when to stand firm, and when to give her the last parachute. I've shared this story before on The Authority of Love, and there are other stories that drive home this point in our book, the second edition, The Authority of Love, the second edition, same name as this program. I'm an ex-athlete and an ex-coach, emphasis on ex, particularly when it comes to athlete. And one year, we'd taken a team that was picked at the bottom of the region, and in two years, we were now at the top of the region and in the top 10 or 15 in the preseason in the state. That's what we had to look forward to as we closed out our second season of growing this team. It made it a good possibility that we had a chance to play for the regional championship the next year, and winning that would go to Rupp Arena to play in the state tournament. I'd already played there, and I'd coached there as an assistant coach. That was the goal. That was the dream that I had, and every coach had. However, a few weeks before the end of that previous school year, we found out that Amy was expecting our third child. Already having two toddler boys and in a town where she knew very few folks and with not a lot of time to get to know them. I knew it was very tough on her and asked her if she needed to be back near family and friends, longtime friends. We prayed about it over the weekend and on Sunday evening, Amy let me know that she thought it would be best for her if we moved back to Lexington, closer to family and friends. But the story doesn't end there as God was clearly in our decision, guiding and caring for us in every step of the way. I didn't get to coach that team that barely lost in the regional finals the next year to the eventual state champs. But my decision had already been made by my desire to honor the Lord, my marriage and my wife, and to lead as a sacrificial servant. God has blessed us in so many ways since then, and he will bless you as well. This is what Jesus did for his bride. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset of Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be held on to use for his own advantage. He laid that down. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, becoming a man, fully God and fully man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even a humiliating criminal's death on a cross. You see, Jesus, the bridegroom, gave up his glory and his glorious lifestyle To become man, not just God, but fully God and fully man. Had he not chosen to do so, his death on the cross would have not sufficed for his bride. There would be no pure, righteous, unblemished bride. And this is what we're called to do as we imitate Christ, dying to ourselves for our wife. That last quote was from Philippians 2, and this one from Ephesians 5, 25 through 27, reminds us, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant bride without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Men, husbands, This doesn't mean they're gone, but we have to lay down our dreams, our goals, and our lifestyles for our wife. She may come back and say, No, I want that with you, but we need to give her the priority. That's what Jesus did for us. What might this sacrifice look like? What about doing some extra housework? What about coming home early and taking care of the kids so your wife can go and enjoy rest or relationship with godly friends? How about overlooking an insult and not taking an offense so that you model a picture of God's grace and many, many other things? What would you add to this list? What would your wife add? Now, as food for thought, let's finish out that part of Ephesians five twenty-five through 27 with verse 28. In the same way, husbands, you ought to love your wives as, as you love your own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Now we're back to the first and second greatest commands, right? What needs to happen in your life for you to love your wife as you do yourself and as Christ loves his bride? Action items, spend time in God's word, prayer, and listening each day. As you do so, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you what it means to leave and cleave where you've done it well and where you need to continue to make it happen and do it better. Number three, men, start with one area in your life where you can sacrifice for the sake of your wife, placing her desires and dreams above your own. And number four, begin to make the sacrifice and serve your wife in the area identified and then start to work on the next area. Who knows how she might respond in her love and respect for you, but that's what you're commanded to do. Be obedient to Christ out of loving him first and watch what happens. Join us next week for more love and lordship on the authority of love and invite family, friends, loved ones, and enemies to join us as well. Thanks for joining us on the authority of love. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Now go make it a great day in Christ. Stay tuned for Bill Reeser and Encounter. And I'm Greg Williams. And as always, you're listening to the authority of love. God bless.